0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the dugout. My name is Ben. I am joined with Justin today. Uh, we're back with another episode today. We are going to be discussing the top ten fights in MLB history in honor of just recently Jose Ramirez and Tim Anderson. Getting into it, it should be a fun list. There's some, uh, there's some good ones, especially you know in the 80s and 90s. There was a lot of a lot of fighting going on, so there should be a fun list to cover.
1: Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. There's some that I forgot about honestly as we were going through, so I'm excited to dive back in. Yeah.
0: I know. All right. So number 10, we'll start off with Charlie Hayes and Todd Stottlemyre, April 16th, 1999. Uh, It was the Diamondbacks versus the Giants. You know, the pitcher, Stottlemyre thought Hayes was cussing him out. He was yelling, uh, Hayes was yelling at himself and they got into it. This was a brutal one. It kind of looked like running in all the way from second. Yeah. Right to the back.
1: <laughs> yeah, you do see think a lot. It was, of- my
0: favorite part of this clip was, uh, yeah, the best part of this was uh, Randy Johnson putting on the wrong hat after the brawl. <laughs> yeah. He picks yeah, up the giant hat, the future puts, it on, he would puts it on, realizes it doesn't giants. fit. Yeah, <laughs> realizes it doesn't fit. Looks at it, and he's just baffled by it.
1: Yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's lost in the in the cool. fisticuffs that are going on. Yeah, you you don't see many second base to, to the mound fights, I would say. So that's a, that's a rare one.
0: That's definitely. I mean, that Diamondbacks team. Um, definitely not a team I'd pick a fight with, especially like Randy Johnson's 6'10". Like, yeah. It's not a team you want to square up with.
1: No. No, they're new. They're hungry. You know, it, it was a bold move. And it, I feel like uh, ultimately he missed his opening punch and then it nothing really happened after that for, that, for, for Hayes there. So, yeah, I would agree.
0: Yeah. And you don't really see many... Brawl start from second. Like you, usually, it's a lot of you know mound charge or uh, charging the mound from the from the batter's box. But starting from second base is uh, something you don't see very often.
1: It was unique. And he went with the over. You know, he didn't really come in like an uppercut or anything. He, he, yeah, I know. That's an interesting strategy.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. All right, so we're gonna move on to number nine. This one is infamous. Um, I think everybody has seen this before, uh, especially those from Boston, New York. We have Pedro Martinez and Don Zimmer in two thousand three, of course, Pedro threw a questionable pitch up and in. Uh, some words were exchanged, and and they, they started started charging after the uh, retaliation to uh, Manny Ramirez. And Don Zimmer just runs at Pedro. And a lot of people, you know, this this was big when it happened. Um, you know, a lot of people were upset that Pedro Martinez threw an old man, 72 years old, to the ground. But he's running full speed at him. Like, <laughs> yes, you probably didn't have to throw him to the ground to, to stop him, but, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like the F-round find out meme. <laughs> um, Don Zimmer decided to f around, and he found out. So I, obviously I'm, I'm a, I'm a Boston, you know, biased Boston fan, but I, I don't think what Pedro did was, was that wrong. Uh, just based on the circumstances. If you decide, if you as a 72 year old man decide to charge the best pitcher in, in baseball, so be it. That's, that's on you. You got to pay the consequences.
1: Yeah. I think what you said is perfect. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go about it that way. You're gonna find out. So when you're full sprinting, I, th- I think that uh, agreed. I know ideally you'd, you'd like to see him not thrown, but I mean in that situation, guys running full speed at you, I don't really know what else you'd do there. But yeah, th- this fight just takes me back to those like early mid 2000s Red Sox Yankee that that classic rivalry man with all those stars on each side. Like. Yeah, some peak baseball right there, but yeah, I mean, everybody's seen this clip. If you're a baseball fan, the rivalry
0: needs to come back. It needs to be revived. It's been, uh, it's been a while since, since they've been, you know, competitive with each other. I mean, especially the past, you know, the recent years, it's either, you know, one of the teams are bad or both the teams are bad. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's been a while since we've, since we've had a, a good, solid Red Sox Yankees rivalry. Moving on to the next year, 2004, again, Everyone knows Alex Rodriguez versus Jason Veritek. This, I'm surprised that this is eight on this list. I thought this would have been much higher. This is probably one of the most iconic sports moments in history, never mind just baseball. Obviously, it starts when, you know, A Rod gets, gets plunked. Um, A Rod was not loved in Boston. Uh, he had some words and, you know, Jason Veritek stuck up first pitcher and, uh, threw the glove in his face. Just a incredible brawl. I mean, I forget who this is, but he walked away with a bloody ear, I forget his name. Yeah. I mean just again, classic Yankees Red Sox rivalry. It's been a long time since that. This is just one of the marquee moments in, in, you know, between the Red Sox and the Yankees and just in sports history as well. This has just been wow.
1: Yeah, that uh <clears> that's <throat> a memorable one for sure, especially at that time. You know, you got A Rod pretty new to the to the Yanks and just, again, another classic Red Sox-Yankees rivalry. Tension at any moment, every pitch is just kind of on, uh, you know, the, the front part of your chair there, just watching to see what would happen. And this is exactly what, uh, what was so exciting about kind of that old school Red Sox-Yankees rivalry there, for sure.
0: So this next one, pretty brutal. Uh, so we have Mike Mussina versus Bill Hasselman in 1993. This is one I have never heard of. Orioles, Mariners, Hasselman got, you know, plunked by Mike Mussina. Of uh, them, the Orioles. Obviously, you know most people know him for for the Yankees. Uh, yep. This is this is how people walked away. So, uh, Chris Bosio suffered a broken collarbone. Another player, Jeff Tackett, needed stitches. And Ripken's consecutive games play streak was jeopardized because he sprained his knee. So, th- I mean. We might have never gotten to see the Ironman Cal Ripken, you know, break that record because of this brawl. I mean, that would have, that would have been a huge course in history. A huge course in history. Because that's 100%. a record that probably will never be, will never ever be touched. Yeah. Um, so just imagine if, you know, we had a miss. Had to miss a game because of this.
1: Yeah, it would have changed. Like I said, altered history for sure. And agreed, I don't think we'll ever see that record just because I don't think, you know, people, even if they're 100% healthy, will continue to play every day. But, yeah, this one is, I mean the epitome of a full team brawl. I mean, he had like a full, just like wrestling match on the mound. Another Randy Johnson fight, by the way, he's, he's hopping in there too. And he was with the, uh, with the Mariners there as yeah. well. So, um, yeah, this is like, and it kept going. And it was flare, you know, passion, emotion, like 20 from minutes everybody. lasted yes. nearly
0: 20 minutes.
1: You don't see fights like this anymore. Uh, for Seven sure. suspensions the, out of it. In suspension. No, no. Yeah, if you're leaving, if you're not even the person that really came out of it, like in- instigating the fight, and you broke your collarbone, I mean that's full team on team just brawling. So an entertaining one. I hadn't really heard of this one either. So. I'm glad I got to <laughs> to see this because it's crazy.
0: It just feels like in all sports now, like in the 80s and 90s, there's so much animosity, you know, in every sport. You know, you had the malice in the palace. You know, you had, you know, these fights in basketball. You, you know, Dennis Rodman was just a menace on the court. Hockey, fights were much more brutal in hockey as well. Obviously, you know, hockey's still, you know, there's still a good amount of fights in hockey. But again, like, yeah. you know, nowadays, you don't see as much brutal, brutalness out of it. Um, football, like, Football mostly, you know, due to the rule changes also. But, like, you had Terrell and standing on the star and, and the guy comes and clocks him out of nowhere. um, And then baseball, too. Like, there's way more animosity, like, back in the 90s and things like that. And, like, just for whatever reason, I, you know, I, I don't know really what to attribute it to um, across all four, you know, major sports in the U.S. But there's just, you know, you don't get stuff like this anymore. And, like, you yeah. know, I, is it? Good for the game, maybe not. But is it good for exposure? Is it fun? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like, I don't think any fans would complain with with more situations like this, with more heated rivalries, more heated moments. You know, I don't know. I, it, it seems like all four sports have just toned down in, in you know in the past 20, 20 or so years, and maybe it's just a, you know the different era of players, and you know I don't know what it is, but especially now with you know the media coverage nowadays, I I think that like these. Moments like this in, in today's games would, would do a lot for, for a lot of sports. Um, but I oh, don't yeah.
1: know. No, I agree, man. I think it would just, I mean, it's that passion, it's that raw emotion. You know, I mean, we're still, this happened in 1993. We're still talking about it today. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of it's probably the fact that, like, if you do anything, you're going to end up on Twitter or on X or, you know, Instagram or whatever the case may be immediately. And I feel like a lot of these guys, they got their brand deals and stuff and they're like, It just ain't worth it. (laughs) So yeah, I agree. Like you said, I don't know if that's great for the game, but definitely a part of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean I think also too, like, you know, especially like we see with the NFL now, like how much they protect quarterbacks and I really hate it. Like I hate, you know, with the product of the game that the NFL has turned into. Like you can't play defense anymore. There's never gonna be a Cam Chancellor or Sean Taylor and Ed Reed anymore just because of the way you have to play the game, which I think hurts the game. And I think that robs, you know, especially, you know, the future generations of being able to see players like that. But at the same time, like I think I think a lot of the owners and and things like that are much more aware and business savvy of, you know, how things were back in the 80s and 90s. And that these like especially with the money and the contracts we see now, like these players are your investment. So if you allow them to, you know, go out and and be brawling and break your collarbone and, and things like that you know that's obviously not going to be a, a great look for for someone you invest a lot of money in um so i think that's definitely you know a major part of it but again like it takes a lot away from the product of the game um you know just outside of baseball too i think you know all sports it kind of like especially basketball now like basketball you know there's no defense played in basketball <laughs> anymore like it's every game is a is a glorified all-star game at this point you're seeing 120 130 point games um you know just very minimal contact and No, i get it's safe and whatnot but just everything's been toned down just for the sake of the money but i think that it also comes at the at the cost of of entertainment
1: no i totally agree man i mean you think too because you know love basketball for example baseball football i mean the rules change to tailor the offense right to make it more exciting a more easily digestible product for people on tv and you know it's it's so that they can get more eyes on it, make more money you know which obviously if you're you know, any looking at it from a business perspective totally makes sense. But to your point, I, I feel like the game suffers a little bit and, and you're starting to see that a lot for sure. Yeah.
0: All right. So we're, we're going to move on to number six. Obviously, this happened very recently. Jose Ramirez and Tim Anderson, again, like another fight that I thought would be a little bit higher on this list. Obviously, we'll, you know, we'll continue to discuss, you know, the one, twos and threes on this list. because They are pretty good as well. But I can't remember a fight where I saw someone get knocked out from a hook. <laughs> Like me personally, like even in like even in hockey, I, I can't remember, you know, seeing like a big fight where someone gets, you know, absolutely. K KO- am sure it's happened in hockey, but a KO on the middle of the baseball field <laughs> is is unheard of, unheard of. And, you know, uh, the the call by Tom Hamilton was also was just perfect as well. It was like you're at a boxing match. Um, this fight confused me, though, uh, for a multitude of reasons, because if you watch the play right, like so Jose Ramirez dives in to second base. Under Tim Anderson, Tim Anderson holds a tag on him, which, you know, pretty typical for for someone who, you know, kind of slides over the base. Jose Ramirez got really upset about that. So, I you know, I didn't know, like, don't get me wrong. I love that Jose Ramirez KO'd him. <laughs> I wasn't really sure why Jose Ramirez was was really upset about it in the first place. Uh, but Tim Anderson, you know, wanted it with him to put his hands up. I and mean, that's the I think that's the best part is Tim Anderson dropped his gloves and put his hands up before Jose Ramirez did. Like he wanted to go. Oh, yeah. Misses one jab. Jose Ramirez connects with one. And then that right hook. Tim Anderson out.
1: (laughs) Down goes Anderson. Yeah. I mean, like you said, that call was just perfect. I'm glad the announcers kind of have some fun with it. And, yeah, man, I mean, when you're looking at that fight initially, you see Anderson throw his glove down. You're thinking, oh, man, Anderson came to play. This isn't his first rodeo. And then very quickly things changed. And just, yeah, getting dropped like that was, to your point, I, I don't think I've ever seen that outside of, like, an actual professional boxing or MMA fight. Um, and, yeah. and it was just insane. And poor Tim Anderson, man, he goes from starting shortstop for the AL last year to not having, like, a home run for over a full calendar year. You know, just uh, having mm, a rough year gets knocked out. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, wow, how fast things can change. And a and perfect example of that is this fight where he just goes from, Looking like he's ready to go to very quickly out for the count.
0: You found out.
1: You <laughs> sure did. My Jose favorite, Ramirez let him know. The,
0: the best part was, uh, the best part was like, I think it was last weekend when, uh, Mickey came to town and they were doing his retirement retirement thing. And <laughs> Mickey brought out the boxing gloves and, or, er, and squared up with Jose Ramirez. That was funny.
1: No, that was awesome. Yeah. I saw the scoreboard, uh, and said that he's officially, like, uh, you know, undefeated. He's got one knockout and then one no decision after his bout with Miggy yeah. the, before the game.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, I, I appreciate the fight. I appreciate the entertainment they gave to us. Again, no, I, I still really don't understand why Jose Ramirez was, was that upset about it, but provided some great entertainment value, so we'll we'll take it. 100%. All right, moving on to number five. We have Tino Martinez and Armando Benitez. Tino Martinez has been involved, involved in a lot of these. I think there's, there's three of these so far. His name was mentioned. Um, now he gets to headline this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so This was back in 98 as well. New York, first to Those So the older New York teams were like super hot-headed teams. Yeah. Like These, these teams yeah. were... So Armando Benitez threw a frustration pitch right into the back of Tino. Uh, it was his second hit by pitch of the game. So obviously not too happy. Benitez was immediately ejected, but he wanted it. So he kept on talking to the Yankees. Benitez honestly, you know, held his own. He, he took on, he took on like quite a few Yankees on his own by himself. And then things would kind of settle a little bit. Another punch. Things would settle a little bit. Another punch. And uh, the umpires literally couldn't do anything, so they just let it play out. Eight game suspension for Benitez. You know he was not the only one suspended. This was a good one. This one was fun. I, I like this one a lot. Uh, Tino Martinez again just has his name in a lot of these. A lot of these articles.
1: Yeah. No, totally. I mean, it was, yeah. Another you know kind of '90s, just that grit, like you're saying, that the Yankees team really kind of matching the vibe of the city back then. I feel like and. But, yeah, credit to Benitez, man. I mean, he was he was ready to go, and he took on a few Yankees. And, I, I, like you said, I held his own pretty well, honestly, which a lot of these ones that we've seen so far, man, the pitcher, it seems like immediately they're, they're the ones that are going to the ground. So, good for him. The busy fall season is already in swing, and if you're anything like us at Clutch Points, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with Chef Prepared dietitian approved ready ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Too busy this fall to cook, but wanna make sure you're eating well to get into the ring shape? With Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's never frozen. Fresh meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back to crushing your goals. I tried the vegan mushroom marsala, and to say it was one of the best meals I've had is an understatement. Uh, level up with gourmet plus options, prepared to perfection by chefs, and ready to eat in record time. Treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like roccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. Head to factormeals.com dugout50 and use code dugout50 to get 50% off. That's code dugout50 at factormeals.com dugout50 to get 50% off. GTG.
0: All right. So we're going to move on to number four. We got Juan Marichal and John Roseboro, 1965. This one, another one I know prior knowledge to um, (laughs) this one had a little, you know, this one had a little context to it. So, this started Juan Marichal, obviously Hall of Fame pitcher for the Giants. Great pitcher was was coming inside to some of the Dodgers players. They you know they didn't love that. Uh, obviously, this is back when pitchers hit. So Juan Marichal came up to the plate. Dodgers catcher catches a strike from Marichal, throws the ball back to Sandy Koufax, grazes Marichal's ear. Which probably this is probably a little overreaction um, by Juan Marichal. You know I've I've thrown quite a few baseballs back to the pitcher that I've gotten you know close to the batter just you know based on where they're standing. Yeah not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Juan Marichal didn't like it. <laughs> this this leads to an all out brawl. Juan Marichal was taking swings at the catcher Roseboro with his bat. And if you watch the video there's a the whoever was on deck comes out with their bat wielding it like one hand like it's a sword. Yep. Doesn't do anything with it, but I mean there
1: it's a it, when you're getting bats involved, I mean this fight like you said, I mean there's definitely some context there. I think you kind of see it um you know definitely a lot of a lot of passion there for sure like it had kind of been boiling up but uh <laughs> yeah the guy on deck comes out I mean luckily these guys don't swing anything too hard I mean it, it, you think it's kind of like a gentleman's like agreement whole like
0: swing, yeah
1: yeah like hey let's not bring the bats mm-hmm. into this because that's some serious injuries there but um yeah you don't you don't really see that too often this is really talking about old school fights and what have you I mean this was uh you know, in the '60s, what we were talking about earlier with monetization and all that stuff, this did not yeah, exist no. back then, <laughs> for sure.
0: No. So Roseboro, you know, walked away with a with a bloody eye. Probably 14 minutes, and of course, the hero in the end was Willie Mays as he shielded Roseboro from from any other uh, confrontation. Just a crazy fight. I again, like you don't see many people take the bat out with them, and uh, <laughs> you know, you know, we've seen Bryce Harper try and use the helmet and whatnot, but the bat. I mean, that's a weapon.
1: The bat's a weapon. Yeah, legitimate weapon. Exactly. I can Outside only imagine what would happen too. nowadays. If that happened.
0: I mean, if wow. that happened nowadays, if someone ran out with a bat out, oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, they could probably kiss that year, their season goodbye. They, I, I'm feeling a, at least a one year suspension on that if, if they even thought about bringing a bat to a fight. All
0: right, moving on to number three on our list. We have Nolan Ryan versus Robin Mouturin. Another one of the just famous brawls. Obviously, the famous. Picture Nolan Ryan walking away, you know, blood on his jersey. Forty-six year old Nolan Ryan plunks twenty-six year old Robin Ventura. Obviously, Ventura, you know, a great player in his own right, but you're running at someone twenty years older than you. I mean, he's he's pretty much double Robin Ventura's age. Um, you would think, like, if you you know read a headline that said twenty-six year old brawls a forty-six year old, you'd probably you know you know think the the twenty-six year old coming on top. But you know, Nolan Ryan's obviously a different breed. Ventura runs up. Nolan Ryan immediately gets him (laughs) in a headlock, and he is just pounding the living daylight out of Robin Ventura's head. It was just textbook by Nolan Ryan. I mean, his hat's off. He's got, you know, half a bald head of hair. I mean, it was was just savvy by Nolan Ryan. Immediately into the headlock, he knew exactly what he wanted to do with this fight. This was Nolan Ryan's, you know, I would have to imagine 20-something a year in the league. Um, so I'm sure, you know, he saw his fair share of balls and whatnot. So he was, he was ready to go for this one. Yeah. I mean, Nolan Ryan landed some good ones in here.
1: Oh yeah. Like you said, I mean, the form was immaculate. I feel like you can almost show this to, uh, like an MMA fighter for like a textbook way to kind (laughs) of utilize your, uh, your chokehold there with the punch. And then, yeah, I mean, Nolan Ryan is 93, so he's probably, you know, he's been in the seventies, that old school baseball. stuff we were just talking about before. So, I mean, this definitely wasn't his first rodeo. You could tell that. If you're Robin Ventura, I'm sure that was kind of a shock. I, I'm, I'm thinking if you're a 26-year-old peak athlete and you're like, I'm going against a 46-year-old pitcher, I could probably take this guy and then immediately find out that that is incorrect. Um, that must have been pretty tough. But Nolan Ryan, he's just an anomaly, man. I mean, everything that guy did on a baseball field was incredible. And this is uh, right along with those things as well.
0: And then to add insult to injury, Robin Ventura's replacement, you know, goes to first base, of course, because he's hit by the pitch. <laughs> and Nolan Ryan picks him off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just, um, yeah, I mean, this is, uh, this for Robin Ventura is the ultimate F round and find out and he found out. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I mean, Nolan Ryan, just just the sheriff on that field and and, and showing it after he takes out Ventura and then takes out the pinch runner. That's, um, that's just pure dominance right there.
0: And, again, something, you know, something in the 90s that you wouldn't see today is, you know, Nolan Ryan got to stay in the
1: game. Crazy. That would Regardless never happen. Regardless
0: of how many punches he got to throw, one Ryan got to stay in the game.
1: That is insane because, to your point, I mean, even if – nowadays, even if there's a brawl and there's no fights or anything like that, like in terms of, like, no punches thrown but just kind of mm-hmm. a scuffle – those guys are out, you know what I mean? And after all this just yeah. repeated dome rocking punches, and then he's like, "Ah, right, cool, let's go. I'm going to get back up there, face the next guy. Yeah. I mean, I, I like you said earlier, man, I, I miss this part of baseball because it's really just kind of like that, that grit, that excitement. I mean, entertaining for sure, but just kind exactly. of like letting raw emotions happen. It's not as much a, of a business transaction as, as it is today. So, man, a classic.
0: All right, number two again. Another iconic moment. <laughs> Jose Bautista versus Rugneto Odor in 2016. This was a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, everyone remembers the uh, the Blue Jays and the Rangers uh, ALDS the year prior. Rangers were not happy with Jose Bautista's bat flip. Next year, Jose Bautista slides into Rugnet Odor. A little bit hard. Pro- definitely, you know, with the rules nowadays, definitely, uh, definitely wouldn't be allowed. Yeah. Hops up, wants to fight, and again, like, Rudnett Odor gives him a little shove. He wanted the smoke. Batista, you know, reaches with the left. Kind of connects, but it wasn't really a punch. It was, you know, he kind of just reached at him. Left that left side wide open, Rudnett Odor <laughs> right to the cheek. I'm honestly surprised Batista didn't get KO'd here either. I mean, this was a clean punch. from or- He connected cleanly. Didn't get the ear flap of the helmet, just straight to the cheek, and then it, and then he slaps him on the top of the head with his glove. That was that was the best part.
1: <laughs> yeah, his combo was impressive. And to your point, man, I mean Batista obviously came out the loser in this fight, but kudos to his jaw because that was, I mean, a clean connect. Like you said, missed the helmet, hit him so hard the glasses are flying, and then the combo to follow up. I mean, adore you know, I, I know he's still in the league, but afterwards, if he ever wants to start fighting, I think he's got a chance because that was. Spear form right there.
0: It was. I, I'm, it still shocks me to this day how Bautista didn't, you know, go out cold from that. That was a clean punch from Odor. And, you know, Odor is a strong cat too. So knocks the glasses off. Like, you just, it just feels like he would be ko But, you know, credit to Bautista held his own. Obviously, yeah, came out a loser, looked like a fool, but didn't end up like Tim Anderson, which is the better part of that exchange for Jose Bautista. Before we get to number one, I do have a couple honorable mentions. Um, Number one, I know it wasn't, it was in a minor league game. Uh, I can't remember exactly who it was. I'm sure you have seen the clip. Batter gets hit by the pitch, looks back, drop kicks the catcher and charges (laughs) the mound. That, that to me, that would, that is, that is one of the better ones I've ever seen. Again, like it was in the eighties or the nineties, but you know, in a triple A game, but to just take it out on the, (laughs) on the catcher and put your foot right in his chest. I mean, unsuspecting, unaware. Guy just turns around after getting hit, puts him on, puts the catcher on his I mean, that's just crazy. Absolutely crazy. And then another one was a few years ago. Uh, it was, you know, Amir Garrett was on the Reds. And the Reds and the Pirates have had their fair share of issues the past few years. I mean, that's kind of a mini rivalry there. I can't remember exactly. I don't remember if Amir Garrett hit what Amir Garrett was chirping at their entire bench. Um, bench was chirping back, whatnot. Amir Garrett gets pulled from the game after he gives up the ball to his manager. Looks at the pirates dugout. He starts chirping at the pirates dugout. I don't know if you remember this or not. Yep. Um, half the pirates dugouts like uh, uh, on the field. <laughs> Amir Garrett by himself runs over. He landed a pretty clean shot. I, f- oh, I forget the pitcher's name, but he landed a pretty clean shot on the on one of the pitchers, like yeah. right. Left hook, like right to his cheek. You know, it was a, it was a pretty, it wasn't a you know a big brawl like one of these, but to to go after the entire bench on your own, take some balls, and you know, big ups to Amir Garrett for that. He didn't back down from that one. Right at him, landed a pretty good hook and uh, came out. You know, didn't come out too beat up. So,
1: no, nah, no, nah, Garrett, that that one is impressive because, like you said, he's literally challenging the whole team, and when he runs up, that team is like. Oh, I'm I'm scared of this guy. Like, he's literally one dude, and they're all like, do I really want to get into this right now? And then he lands just that clean hook. And then <laughs> even more of them are like, I'm going to try to be around just so it looks like I'm here to help, but I really don't want to get involved. And, yeah, I mean, to go, here's the ball, and sprint immediately over. Like you said, take some balls. That was a uh, that was a pretty alpha move by Garrett there. I, 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 that's one of my favorites.
0: It was, and then uh, another one, obviously, the Joe Kelly flag Club against oh, was it Tyler Austin? I think on the Yankees, Kelly was yeah. you know. So this was in retaliation to I think it was Tyler Austin who who slid into Brock Holt. Uh, Joe Kelly obviously didn't like that, and Joe Kelly's Joe Kelly's a savage. I mean, Joe Kelly does what Joe Kelly wants to do. Obviously, you know we all know his you know infamous mocking. Carlos Correa, but Joe Kelly beams him. Tyler Austin didn't like it. It might might have been Tyler Wade. I think it was Tyler Wade. Slams his bat into the ground, breaks his bat out of frustration, which just no reason to do that. Then wants to you know fight Joe Kelly and, and keep in mind like Tyler Wade was you know a considerably large human. He, he's much bigger than Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly you know pretty stringy, like throws the ball hard, but you know not you know a huge guy. Joe Kelly throws his glove down, gives him the hand motion like come on. <laughs> <laughs> again, like kind of like Nolan Ryan gets him in the headlock, and he's just landing haymakers on him. And just, again, another great fight, another one I would have loved to see on this list. But Joe Kelly was an absolute savage for that. He wanted all the smoke, gave it to Tyler Wade, and just, again, another great Yankees-Red Sox moment. There's a lot of them, and that one near and dear to my heart. That was, that was fun to watch.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it threw it back to kind of like what we saw earlier with some of that old-school just rivalry. And, yeah, I mean, Tyler Austin a big dude and joe kelly's like i do not care come out yeah. here come get some and um held his own against a much bigger opponent joe kelly's just i mean that guy talk about entertainment he never backs down from anything it's it's awesome to watch anytime he's on the field. no
0: he does not all right so we're gonna move on to number one this one i had never heard of this one and i i'm shocked honestly uh so this is back in 1984 padres first of braves <sighs> <laughs> Entire game, just back and forth. Pitchers, you know, hitting hitting each other. Both teams. The Padres try to hit the Braves starter, Pasquel Perez, on all of his first four at bat. The pitcher, the other <laughs> pitcher, try to hit him. The other pitcher four times. They were f- well. First of all, it's it's very sad that it took them. Uh, took a major league pitcher four tries to land one pitch, um, especially to, you know, a pitcher who doesn't get many at-bats. You know, he kind of, you know, doesn't, you know, a lot of other players are used to getting out of the way of balls and whatnot. Finally successful in the eighth inning. Brawl breaks loose. 17 total players, managers, and coaches were rejected by the end of it. And again, this is back when, like, you know, you, you obviously remember, like, the, you know, Hank Aaron record-breaking home run. All the fans are on the field. Like. Yeah. The Yankees winning the pennant that one year, like all the fans on the field. This is back when fans didn't care. They didn't care what fans did. Fans was on the field. We had multiple fans get in on this fight. <laughs> they were arrested, um, but just just an absolutely wild scene. You know, you have, you know, 25 players plus probably 10, 15 coaches from both sides of the. Of the of the dugouts fighting, and and then on top of it, you have just these random fans on the field fighting with the players, and like obviously grateful that this didn't happen. But this was like way back before we had security at games, and you know there could have been some lunatic with a with a with a shiv or something. And so obviously, thankfully, that didn't happen. But just an absolutely wild scene. I'm glad you know fans can't do that nowadays because that you know obviously we saw like the Ronald Acuna Jr. incident the other day, which was just wild as well. But <sighs> yeah a fans players coaches and managers uh brawl is is just absolutely absurd
1: yeah i would go as far as to say you'll never see another fight like this in mlb history um you know obviously like you're saying i mean in the 80s the 80s had that awesome blend of like baseball's huge you can watch it anywhere on tv but it's also like no security you know just very hometown, small field at the same time. I'd never heard of this one either, man. And um, honestly, I'm surprised that I hadn't because this is absolutely insane. The, the ending where it's still kind of building and, and there's a shirtless player and there's fans throwing beer and they're getting arrested. And you can tell the umpires, especially back then, they're like, I, I, I didn't sign up for this. So I'm just going to let this play out. Um, but I mean, to your point as well, watching that pitcher try to hit the other pitcher four times, and miss four times. I, I don't think that guy's in the league today <laughs> if, if he played in this generation, because uh, that's pretty no. pitiful. And no. just own it, right? Like, and he's trying to not get thrown out, which ultimately he does on the fourth pitch. Like, just throw it right at him. Don't no, don't try to do this sly, like, oh inside fastball. Oh, I accidentally hit you. Um, you know, it, it was obviously intentional. So. Yeah, this one, I, I mean, I could see why it's number one. I'm, I'm glad that I was exposed to it because, uh, you know, it, it is pretty crazy and the numbers and the fans, you know, that part of it, I I think it puts it at a solid spot to be number one. I mean, the two and three, those are maybe some more personal classics to me. So, I, you know, I might rank those a little bit higher, but when you start getting fans arrested and whatnot, it, it makes sense why this one's up at the top.
0: I mean, again, like uh, similar to Amir Gary, you had a Padres player go on his own to the dugout. The entire Braves dugout is on top of this guy. <laughs> you had a one beer can come in, and then this fan steps up onto the top of the dugout and just dunks this guy with with some sort of beverage, which just again, like adding insult to injury, Camp Summer, Champ Summers, named Champ Summers, took on the entire Braves <laughs> dugout. And a fan, just a wild scene. This was this was a great, a well-deserving number one. Obviously, we talked about a lot of these, you know, maybe being a little bit higher, but that one to me, well-deserving. When you got fans getting arrested for getting into the, uh, in, onto the brawl, it's it's a good brawl. So, do you have a favorite?
1: Oh, a favorite, oh, man. You know, honestly, I remember that 2016 fight with Batista and O'Dor. Just because of like you said, like the lead up to it, yeah. you know, you got that, you got that Batista backflip. Yeah, I'm not a Blue Jays fan, but just that electricness of like, oh man, they're in the this, they're in the playoffs, you know, all that excitement. And I remember like when this happened, just rewatching it, seeing it on Sports Center, and like I, I just couldn't believe it because of just how the fight turned out, where O'Dor just rocked him so crazily. Um. So for hmm. me, I think it I pulled a lot of emotion there, just because I like I just remember being so in tune with it. So I would say that's probably my favorite, just because that was like it's 2016. That's a long time past a lot of these fights too. So that was also I feel like pretty rare to see something like that. Um. You know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I would say that that one for me for sure. What about you?
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna. It's tough because I I love the big the big elaborate brawls where everyone's in on it. Yeah. But like, there's. There's something poetic about just a clean right hook knocking Tim Anderson out on. Cause again, it's just something you never see. Like just one clean yeah. stroke and he's out on the ground. And that, that was really, I mean, obviously there, you know, there's a little bit more to the brawl, but you, you just it's 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 fun to see obviously i feel bad for tim anderson because you know (laughs) his life is ruined because of that now but it was it was really cool to see uh especially you know again like as you said like 2016 was well past you know the 80s and the 90s 2023 well past then too so just something you know you don't see a lot and it was kind of refresh it was you know a renaissance moment for the for major league baseball so i think that that was uh that takes the cake for me
1: yeah i mean I wholeheartedly agree. I don't think anybody had that on their 2023 MLB season uh, bingo card. Uh, us getting a, a pure one-on-one no. fight, getting knocked out—crazy.
0: Yeah. So that will do it. Those are the top ten fights in baseball history, plus some honor- honorable mentions. If there's any other honorable mentions that you can think of, let us know. Uh, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there's a lot more brawls out there. Um, you know that we that we didn't get to, to to talk about. But yeah, thank you, Justin, for joining me. Um, this was the dugout appreciate you guys for listening. Podcast is out everywhere. Everywhere you can listen to podcasts, Apple Music, Spotify, anywhere else. I don't know the other ones, um, obviously. Feel free to drop a comment in the comment section below. Uh, like the video and subscribe. And thank you guys for watching.
1: Thank you, thank you Ben. Thank you, guys.